Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to y'all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing well? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, only if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 565. Hymn 565, Send the Light. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Send the light, hymn 565, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer. so much for giving us the privilege to come and worship in your house father i just ask that you just be with uh be with our pastor lord fill him fill him fill him with uh, your word lord that um, you pressed upon his heart lord i also ask that you just be with the people in this place father we love you and in jesus name we pray amen 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 and amen and as we continue to praise the lord this morning we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 87 hymn 87 yes it's that time of year again hymn 87 Angels we have heard on high. Angels we have heard on high. Hymn 8-7. <laughs> Angels we have heard 
God, for the cause of the cross, that today there is victory in Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand, if you would, turn to hymn number 596, and let's sing that song, Victory in Jesus.
the Central Park Baptist Church, you may be seated. We're awful glad that you're here today. Uh, we do have some visitors with us this morning. If you're a first-time visitor and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up right now, our ushers are going to give you a visitor card. We're going to ask that you fill that visitor card out. After the service in the foyer, I'll be out, in, out behind the big table, and behind it it says, Welcome. And I'd like to exchange your visitor card for a gift bag. We're awful glad that you're here today, and we're thrilled that you came to be a part of our service. Make sure you make our visitors feel welcome today. And happy day after Thanksgiving or weekend after Thanksgiving as we go into the Christmas season. This is a great time to tell people about Jesus Christ. Amen. So be praying and telling folks about others. We'll have a lot more announcements later on after the end of the service service, but we're glad that you're here today. Amen. Thank you for being with us, and Pastor, you come. Amen. How many of you had plenty of turkey this week for Thanksgiving? Amen. How many of you had other stuff like Chinese food? Uh, Are y'all kidding? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I got one thing. How about them cowboys? Okay, John. <laughs> Thank you, John. We'll, we'll refrain from that. <laughs> one thing I don't care about today, the cowboys. Amen. Amen. But I do care about being thankful, amen, and I'm thankful today that you're here. Let me encourage you, you please pray for uh, those that are not. We've still got folks that are out of town, some that are still uh, gone with family, and uh, you know. but there's still plenty of leftovers. Y'all have plenty of leftovers at your house? Amen. All right, well, Brother Reggie said he'll take everything you've got, amen, just bring them to him. He'll be glad to take it home, all right? But, uh, but anyway, but didn't the choir do a good job this morning? Amen. Thank God. I'm thankful. Listen, the Lord, this time of year, we celebrate his birth, but I'm thankful he didn't stay in the manger. Amen. If he stayed in the manger, we're in trouble. I'm thankful today that he went to the cross and died for our sin, and I'm thankful that we can have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but let's celebrate Jesus this month, amen, and let's put him in the forefront of everything that we do, and, uh, and, and may he receive the honor and the glory for it. Same thing for the offering that we're about to receive. Amen. Amen. I hope that's not indicative of the offering that we're going to have. Amen. So, uh, but uh, let me encourage you, please give. And again, pray for those and that are not here today. Let's get them all back and let's have a good start for our December and uh, get everyone back next week ready to worship. But may the Lord bless you this morning as you give. God gave the greatest gift that could ever be given. He gave us his son. So what we give today, it's not even, it won't even touch what God's done for us. But it's an opportunity to worship him today through our tithes and our offerings. So may the Lord bless you today uh, as you give. Father, help us today. I pray, Father God, that you'll please uh, bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver. And Lord, we pray that you, dear Holy Spirit, will visit us in a special way this morning. And God, may we just stop for a little while today and allow you to speak to our hearts and, and our thoughts today. And Lord, we'll be mindful to give you the praise for it. God, again, I pray that you'll take this offering and use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this ministry. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
Amen and amen. Now at this time, uh, fifth grade and under, if you're fifth grade and under, you're now dismissed for junior church, fifth grade and under. Uh, the Korean ministry is now dismissed for Korean church at this time. Uh, the remainder of us, if you're able uh, to rise, we would like for you to join us in singing hymn 643, hymn 643. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. At the conclusion of this hymn, please greet each other as we prepare for this morning's special and this morning's sermon. Hymn 643, hymn 643. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Oh, oh what a this time.
Nahum. No, I'm not. That's a book in the Bible, okay? If you go to Matthew and then just turn left about four books, you'll be there, all right? Nahum, chapter 1. It's on page 1084. All right? If you find your place, if you'll stand with me, if you are able, in honor of reading God's Word this morning. I want to begin in verse 1, and uh, we're going to read down through verse 7. And now, if you, if you notice in the very first verse, it says, The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkishite, uh, you find that God is about to bring judgment on Nineveh. Now, you, you may be thinking, well, what happened when Jonah was there? Well, this is about 140 years after Jonah. Okay, Jonah had come and he preached and the city repented. But you know what sometimes happens after people repent when things are going, you know, and God's got you by the collar, things get better. And then we forget. None of us come to that place. And it says God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord uh, revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord slowed anger. How slow is he? 100, about 140 years. And great in power. And he will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea and maketh it dry. And drieth up all the rivers. Bashan languisheth Carmel. Uh, and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation, and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. Here's where I want to preach from. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Father, help us, Lord, this morning. God, I pray that we'll stop again for a little while and 
God, that we'll give way to you, dear Holy Spirit. Help us, God, to be sensitive to you this morning. And uh, God, may we just put off those things in our thoughts, God, today. And for a few minutes, just focus on you, Lord, today. And God, we give you praise for that. Speak to our hearts. And may, Lord, when the invitation is given, may we respond in a way that God that would bring glory to you but also put us in a a, a a right relationship with you father and so Lord we give you praise for that bless us Lord in Jesus name amen you may be seated now I may not I'm not even going to try to get through with the message I've got about 12 pages of notes so if I don't we'll just pick up part two this afternoon so uh, if you want to know the rest of the story, you'll have to come back at 2, all right? Uh, so, but the book of Nahum, in the opening verses, they start right off by giving us a glimpse of the coming of, of God's judgment on the city of Nineveh. And uh, these verses and the remainder of the book uh, of Nahum, they tell us that Nineveh must perish. In spite of all its riches, and you go read about Nineveh, they were a well-to-do city. In spite of all of its riches, though, its armies, the judgment of God is coming. And it's coming because the city of Nineveh and the people, they have exalted themselves against God and, and God's people. And, and so the prophet Nahum tells us that the city will be a, a besieged. You know, it's, that's where the opposing army comes and just uh, engulfs the outside of the city. They let no... Uh, supplies in, they let no one out, and the people inside either starve to death, uh, commit suicide or whatever, or they give up to become slaves of the opposing army. And so God tells uh, the, prof the prophet Nahum that this city will be besieged and, and uh, that the city will struggle in vain and that Nineveh will be taken and that Nineveh will be utterly wasted. And again, all this is happening uh, because of God's judgment. But God's judgment is coming again <clears throat> because Assyria had become notoriously cruel. They had become uh, a, a people of idolatry and it had seduced other cities into following after her. So as an end result, the judgment of God came. And can I say this kindly uh, before we go any further? That Listen, uh, our country, if we're not careful, the judgment of God's going to come on our country as well. Because we're seeing the very same things take place and how the people have exalted themselves above God. And listen, uh, I've, I've heard uh, preachers of old time stand in the pulpits and preach that, that if God doesn't bring judgment on, <clears throat> on our country, United States of America, that he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. Well, listen, well, uh, the, the Nineveh has come to that place. And, and so Nineveh, think about it, God's judgment is coming and, and Nineveh will hold its own for a while. In fact, they will fight off uh, her attackers for a brief time. But if you look there in verse 3, you notice it says, The Lord will not acquit the wicked. And it says, The Lord hath his ways. And so eventually Nineveh is overthrown. But rather than being taken captive, if you go and read, the king of Nineveh took all of his treasure and took all of his wives and he put them in a castle uh, with himself and then he burned it to the ground. Listen, Ezekiel chapter 32, verses 22 and 23, it says, Assyria is there and all the company, his graves are about him, all of them slain, fallen 
by the sword. Listen, I do know one thing, that God is going to have his way in all things. God's going to have his way in my life and your life. Amen. Uh, and here in Nahum, but look in verse 5, it says, The mountains quake at him, <clears throat> the hills melt. Who can stand before his indignation and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? Well, I don't know about you today, but I don't want God mad at me. You know, I've, uh, I, he's been mad at me before and once. And if, you've, if God ever gets angry uh, with you enough, he will judge you and take you to his uh, spiritual woodshed. And it is not a good place that you want to be in. So I learned, you know, on that type, that I want to be on God's good side. Amen. And if you, and, and Nahum verse one, chapter 1 of verse 7 tells us about his good side. It says the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. We can be thankful for that. <clears throat> the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. Listen, this is what I want to talk to you about. All of the things that go before that, that's a, that's a different message for a different time. But I want to talk to you this morning about the goodness of God. We've just come through Thanksgiving. We've just come through a, a part of, our, you know, where we've gotten family together. And, and uh, we've looked back, and I trust that you look back, listen, and been thankful uh, for the goodness of God that has, become, that has fallen upon you and me. Listen, God is a good God. Amen. And I want you to see some things about his goodness. The first thing I want you to notice about the goodness of God is how that the goodness of God is declared. Now listen, a lot of folks today, far too many in fact, they sit around and they try to put blame on God. Amen. They blame him for the consequences of their wrong choices. Amen. They blame him for bad health, even though they've smoked for 20 years. They blame him, you know, for bad things because even though they drink, they drink alcohol. Uh, they want to blame him for bad finances, even though they uh, don't follow God's plan of tithes and offerings. Amen. I mean, uh, they listen. They people want to blame God for all kinds of things, but but look at verse seven. That's contrary to what this ver this the Bible tells us. It says that the Lord is good. Jehovah God is good. And watch. And knoweth them that trust in him. Listen, God is a good God. And I'm thankful for that today. That is his nature. Amen. I read a story about a young boy who was playing with some of his buddies. And they got in this little bragging contest as kids often do. And, and one of them looked around. And he said, listen, I want you guys to know that my daddy, he knows the mayor of this city. And they all kind of stood and looked at him. And the, the second little boy looked around. And he said, that's nothing. He said, my daddy knows the governor of this state. Well, the third little boy, he had been standing there listening to all this. And he thought, you know, well, I got something. He looked at all of his buddies. And he said, well, that is nothing. He said, I want you to do know that my daddy knows God. Listen, I, know, I want you to understand something. That if you don't know God, you're in trouble today. I want my kids one of these days to be able to stand and say, listen, I want you to know that my dad knew God. And I'm thinking, praise the Lord for that. If there's one thing that I can know today about my mom and dad who are both in heaven today, that my dad knew God. Listen, can I ask you something today? Do you know who God is? Yes. 
I'm not talking about do you know him by name. Listen, there's more to God than just knowing who he is. We know, yeah, he's in heaven and he is seated on the throne of this. No, wait a minute. Do you know God? Do you personally know him? And do you know that he is a good God? Well, I'm here to let you know today God is a good God. Amen. Listen, we know today that God is good. And listen, because God said that God knoweth them that trust in him. Listen, you may know him, but does he know you? Nehemiah 9.35, it says God's goodness is great. Praise the Lord for that. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, it says God's goodness is rich. Yeah. Psalm 33 and verse 5, it tells us that God's goodness is abundant. Listen, everywhere you look, you can see the goodness of Almighty God. Again, I like to watch these Alaska shows and it'll pan back and it'll pan back up into the sky and listen and in the darkness and you can literally see millions of stars listen I want you to understand that those stars are up there because of the goodness of Almighty God listen we'll try when trials come in your life today listen God is still a good God when finances are tight and there's more a month left than there is money, I'm here to let you know that God is still a good God. When there's troubles at home and things seem like they're not going good, listen, God is still a good God. When the doctor says that we have done all that we can do, God is still a good God. Listen, when it seems that Satan has turned up the heat and you don't know if you can take another step, God is still a good God. Amen. I'm thankful today how that we serve a good God. And if you can't see his goodness, maybe it's because you're not looking. We get looking around at other things and looking at circumstances. That does not change the goodness of God. It doesn't change his goodness at all. Listen, we today understand that and as we come into this Christmas season, uh, we first get a glimpse of his goodness in a manger. Yeah. Listen, there in Bethlehem, uh, a, a baby was born to Mary, and it was God incarnate. Come on, are y'all alive and well this morning? Y'all are, y'all are still got some, you know, lag time or, or jet lag or something, but it's, I guess it might be called turkey lag. Listen, I'm here to let you know that we need to understand today that we worship a good God today, that God is good to us no matter what may come in our life. God is good, and he proved it when God sent his son Jesus Christ to be born of a virgin Mary. And the God-man, 100% God and 100% man, I was born to Mary in that manger. I've had people say, well, can you explain that to me? No, I can't. I don't understand how God can clothe himself in this flesh. Listen, a God that the heavens cannot contain him, yet uh, it was contained in the flesh. Listen, all God and yet all man. I don't understand it, but I believe it. And we get a glimpse of his goodness in the manger. I'm thankful today that God came to us, but we also get a glimpse of his goodness on a cross. The choir sang about that this morning. Listen, as I've already said, I'm thankful that Jesus didn't stay a baby in a manger. I'm thankful today that he grew up. 
He lived a sinless life and then died a cruel death on a cross to redeem a sinful man. Listen, and I'm and God did that because he is a good God. And listen, and it is God's goodness that saves us today. I'm, I'm thankful that I am born again, child of God. Amen. Listen, I'm thankful that he showed us his goodness in a manger. I'm thankful that he showed it on a cross. But we can know today that it, God's goodness satisfies. I wish I had time to, to really go through all this, but I don't. But I want you to see this today about the depths of God's goodness. Listen, it's hard today to raise a family these days. I would not want to raise a family today. My kids and my grandkids are all over the house. And one, I'm, you know, I look back. I was talking to a preacher yesterday. I don't, you know, I'm thankful God gives you all the energy that you need when you're young to raise kids. Because I can only take a few hours of it these days. All of my kids was over. All my grandkids, there were, we count, there were 16 of us in the house and and man, you know, and the kids are running everywhere, and they're doing stuff. And my my grandson comes out, and he has a marker. He is written all over his hand, on his face. And my first thought goes to, "Oh man, I wonder how much of that he got on the wall." <laughs> so we go in, and my daughter, she's thinking, "Oh man, somebody needs to find that." And she's, you know, and I'm all a dither. I'm thinking, oh, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm up, and I'm, my heart's already beating, and I'm thinking, where's the marker? So I go in, and I look around. I can't find a marker anywhere. I'm thinking, well, I wonder if he ate it. So my daughter gets something. She goes in there. My wife goes in there. We looked everywhere. We never did find a marker. And I'm thinking, my, but we, you know, listen, I'm, I'm just telling you that there was a lot of energy that goes in. I went back and sat on my chair. I'm exhausted. <coughs> my daughter and them, they, they have their kids. And I'm thinking, my word today. But I want you to understand, I, I, when it comes to raising kids, one, I don't have the energy for it like I did when I was 30. Or 40, maybe even 45, you know. I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I can't take it anymore. Can, can I get an amen? Uh, it's hard to raise a family these days. But it's even harder to raise a family and not realize the goodness of God. Yeah. We came Tuesday, and we came to sit at the Lord's table Tuesday night. And while we were getting ready, we... Had a lot of testimonies, and 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 I began to listen to all the testimonies. And I was thinking about this while I was preparing the message for the week or, or for today. And and I began to play back the testimonies in my mind again. And as everybody began to stand and 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 give their testimony, and and without question, everyone that stood to their feet and gave their testimony, uh, it seemed like they all had one thing in common. And and it was that when they started coming to Central Park Baptist Church, every one of them declared that it was then that their lives began to change. And I, and I asked a question, well, was it this building that changed them? Was it the building that did that? 
Uh, is it because of the good music that we have? Or is it because of anything that is done by men? And, and I came back with the answer that to that is a thousand times no. It is none of these things that why that people began to say that their lives have been changed. Listen, uh, their lives have been changed, listen, because of the goodness of Almighty God. That's why their lives changed. And we are here today because of the goodness of God today. And it's, and it's because of that that we need to share God with people. Listen, it's not the music that changes their lives. It's not uh, anything that I say, the oratory skills that someone may have here in this place. It is the power of God that changes lives. It's His goodness that changes us. That's what makes a difference. Listen, I'm telling you folks today, we've got to understand today that it's the goodness of God that, that changes us. Listen, you see, uh, we need to understand it's, it's the goodness of God that, that satisfies. Say, well, preacher, how did we make it this far? We made it this far because of the goodness of Almighty God. That's how we've made it this far. Listen, you remember the woman at the well? Do you remember when she came? She came at noonday. Jesus was there waiting on her. <clears throat> Jesus told her, and I paraphrase it, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But he said, if you drink of the water that I give, he said, you will never thirst again. Listen, can I tell you today, we, people need to stop drinking from the wells of this world and start drinking from the well of the goodness of Almighty God today. If you turn over to Mark chapter 5 and, and you look there, you'll find that there was a woman that had an issue of blood. You remember her? If you go there, you'll find that Mark in chapter 5 tells us that she had had it for 12 years. Listen, she had spent all, the Bible says. She was financially drained. She was emotionally exhausted. Listen, she had went to the physicians of this world to try to find something uh, that would help her and that would deliver her. But there the Bible says that the Lord Jesus was in a crowd that day. And the Bible says that they, the crowd thronged him. And, and, and they were literally, there was no space whatsoever. They were just crammed in there like a, a bunch of sardines. And, and this, yet this woman uh, with this issue of blood. Listen, I want you to understand something. This woman was desperate. She had tried and went to the things of the world and tried to find some help and tried to find something that would cure her. But the Bible says that she had spent all, yet it was in that crowd that she squeezed through. I can see her. Uh, she's covered and she's uh, supposed to, uh, she's probably weak from the disease that she had, the issue of blood, but she squeezes through the crowd and, and she makes her way to the Lord. And listen, she didn't even touch him, but by her faith she touched the hem of his garment. And, by, and, and then the, the Lord said, who touched me? And his disciples said, Lord, you mean in all these people? That, that you want to know who touched you? Listen, that woman touched him and she, uh, because she came to him with a different motive. She came to him because she needed something that day. She had been to the world and she had tried what the world had to offer. But listen, the world today will spend you and listen and spit you out because the world does not care. 
But when she got to the Lord, she touched him. And the Bible says, by her faith, the virtue of the Lord went out of him. And she was instantly healed. Listen, can I tell you something today? You know what did that? It was the goodness of Almighty God that did that. And we as Christians today, we go to the world to try to find help. We, uh, people go to the world and look for something, but if they'll just find a place where that they'll go and they can hear the, uh, the presence of God being preached and the presence of God being felt, listen, God will change their life. How does that happen? The goodness of God. It's nothing that I do. It's nothing that you or I do together. It is the power of Almighty God that changes people. And Jesus said, listen, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled, shall be satisfied. But listen, uh, listen, God's goodness never wears out. Think about it. It's not of Him being good to us today and, and not knowing about tomorrow. Uh, but God's goodness is going to last forever. Uh, Psalm 23 and verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of my life. Listen, God's goodness never wears out. People change. You ever look back through your, uh, uh, you know, uh, your pictures and see you how you was 30 years ago? Boy, I have. And I said the same thing. Oh, man. Who's that guy? Now look, man, he had hair. He was even a little taller than he is today. I, I mean, I, I look, and I, I, I was telling the Sunday school class this morning, I said, listen, one thing I've, I've, I've found is that time moves at the speed of light. I mean, our lives, listen, the Bible says life is even as a vapor. It appears for a little while and vanishes away. Listen, people change. I've changed. Yep, I've got a lot better looking. <laughs> Are y'all still here? Say amen. All right, I know y'all wasn't going to say amen to that. Styles change. Yep, I can remember when I was in school, we had elephant bell bottoms. Y'all remember those? I mean, if I could see my shoes, then the, the bell bottom wasn't big enough. You know, I wore boots, and man, they, those bell bottoms, they went out all the way out past the end of my boot, and it was cool. Yep. I mean, customs change. Uh, your body changes. Yep. I found the older I get, the less sleep I need. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> man, I slept last night a good six solid hours. With, yeah, I was up at 5, ready to go. You know, and I was telling Miss Anita a while ago, I said, you know, I, I, if, if I'm not care, I wake up and I look and see what time it is, and then I'm thinking, let's see, I went to bed 10.30, that's 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yep, I got 7 hours. You know, if I'm up at 5, I'm thinking, oh, I got 7 hours, I'm good, I can get up. You know why? Because your body changes. You know, your hair turns loose. Your hair turns gray. Things begin to change. Listen, your body changes. One day it's this way, and tomorrow it'll be that way. <clears throat> Things change. But God said, I'm God, and I change not. Jesus said, 
I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, the goodness of God endures forever. Christian, you know where you want to go, and, and, and there's always and forever going to be two friends that are going to follow you for the rest of your life. Two friends that you won't be able to hide from. You can't push them away. You can't run from them. You can't run from one place to where they can't find you or when you get there that they will not be there. When you leave this service today, they're going to be there. When you get home this afternoon, they're going to be there too. When you lay down your head and put your head on a pillow tonight and go to sleep, they're going to be there as well. You say, well, who are they? Well, God said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Listen, why is that? Because God's goodness is forever. Listen, because God is a good God and His mercy and is satisfying and His mercy endures forever. Why? Because we serve a good God. No matter what we might face in our life, God is still good. There's not going to be a day when there's something happens in your life that God's going to push you away and say, no, wait a minute, I was good to you yesterday, and I'm not going to be so good to you today. No, wait a minute, God's going to be good to you every day. Why? Because that's the nature and character of Almighty God. God is a good God. Amen. God's goodness is universal. It's everywhere. It'll work anywhere. You'll never find yourself in a place or in a predicament where His goodness will not be. It's universal. It was with the children of Israel in the wilderness. For 40 years they wandered in the wilderness. And the Bible says that their shoes and clothes didn't even wear out. Listen, God's goodness was with the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace. His goodness was in the lion's den with Daniel. It was with Elijah out in the desert under a juniper tree. It was with Peter at the Lord's trial. It was with Gideon and the 300 men. And listen, and when the fire is on and when trouble seems are insurmountable, when sorrow like sea billows roll, listen, God's goodness is going to be there with you. Why? Because God is a good God. Amen. Listen, I don't know what you're going through today, but I'm here to let you know that God is still a good God in your life. I don't know what you're going to go through tomorrow, but God will still be just as good tomorrow as He is today. Why? Because that is the nature of God. Amen. Sometimes we forget about His goodness. We get in a little predicament and we wonder, why did God allow this to happen in my life? Well, wait a minute. God is still a good God. We may not be able to see the, the beginning from the end. And, and, you know, we don't know how things are going to be tomorrow. But I do know that God said, I'm God and I change not. I know if God said that, that, mean, that means that his goodness is everlasting. His goodness is enduring. You know, sometimes we think just because what we go through that God's goodness won't make it. Now, wait a minute. That's not right. Listen, God's goodness is enduring. Whatever we, uh, whatever we go through, God's goodness will endure. Amen. Come on, say amen. Listen, God's goodness is universal. God's goodness is, is enduring. But I want you to know something not only about the goodness of God declared, but if you look in Psalm chapter 31 and look in verse 19, we see the manifestation of God's goodness. Say, well, it says, oh, how great is thy goodness. Listen, if you want to find out how great the goodness of God is in your life, then let's make a comparison. 
Let's try and compare the goodness of man to the goodness of God. If you want to see how, how good or how great the goodness of God is. If we compare God's goodness with man's goodness, listen, you'll find out real quick uh, that there's no comparison. You try and compare the goodness of man to the goodness of God, and listen, I'm telling you, you'll find out that the world today uh, will just use you up and throw you away. Psalm 31, verse 19, if you look at the last part of that verse, it says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast, I like this part, laid up for them that feared thee. Have you noticed today, I mean, I've noticed that people don't fear God anymore. Well, wait a minute. Doesn't that verse say, How great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that what? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm fearful that some Christians, some Christians don't fear God. Say, so how do you know that? Well, it's evident in the way they live. It's evident in what they make as a priority in their life and and i'll just go ahead and say it listen everything and anyone is a priority except jesus and worship these days yeah i've had people say well i love jesus but i'm not into organized religion can you find that in here somewhere for me you know since this is our authority can we just kind of can we just stay with this are y'all still here say amen I've had people say, well, I love Jesus, but, you know, you don't have to go to church to love Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but yes, you do. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I love my wife, and, you know, I, I, I don't know, I like to be around her. And I, I, I want to be around her all the time. Why? Because I love her. I remember my my mom uh, when Dad was just went to the hospital and Mom was in the bed and and she was, or she was sitting on the side of the bed and and my sister said, "Mom, why do you wanna why do you wanna go around Dad for you know? Because we was always giving him a hard time and he's sitting over there doing something." And she said, "Because he's my friend." And I thought, okay, yeah. And you know why I want to be around the Lord? he's my friend he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother listen can I tell you something today the Bible says that God is good to those that fear him and I love him so I want to be where he's at you know and the church is what he loves the Bible says he gave himself for the church bled and died and gave himself for the church so listen if you love the Lord as I've preached before you're going to love what he loves yeah and he loves the church yeah but notice that it says, look at the last part of that verse, and I've got to quit. It says that God's goodness is laid up for them that fear him. Well, preacher, I thought you said that God's goodness followed us around. Well, it does. But um, just in case, there's some more laid up, you know, up there where heaven is, where God is. You know, I mean, I've already said that it's not going to wear out. It's, uh, you know, God's goodness will not deplete. 
I mean, in fact, if the goodness, the goodness and mercy that follows us around every day, if it were to wear out, then listen, then there's some more just laid up, amen, uh, that's going to drop down in its place and it's going to take over. Why? Listen, because God is a good God. God said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow thee all the days of our life. Listen, God's goodness is just going to follow us around. You walk around, you get into trouble. Listen, you feel yourself bumping into something. Listen, I want you to understand that's the goodness of Almighty God. If you find that your finances are short a little bit, listen, if you'll just follow God's plan and be obedient, listen, God's got your back, and you'll bump into the goodness of God, and God will take care of you. Amen. Listen, if you need comfort, God will give you comfort. If you need strength, God will give you strength. Why? Because God is a good God, and we can all say amen. But he's good to his saints in a special way. Aren't you glad? I'll talk to you about that later. But God's good to us today. And you see, and we can see him as we look forward through to December and we see about the manger. Listen, God's good to us in that, listen, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. Uh, we talked about that a little bit in Sunday school this morning. <clears throat> listen about how the Old Testament, that the Bible says that the blood of Christ did what the blood of the goats and the lambs and those things could not do. Listen, because the blood of Jesus Christ was perfect. Jesus came and did what the first Adam could not do. Jesus lived a sinless life, a perfect life. And he died on the cross for our sin, a perfect sacrifice for God. Why did he do that? Because God's a good God. And he loves you. Listen, are you good to him? You know, goodness to God and doing the things of God is not just a one-way street. God expects something of us. Uh, he wants us to live a life of obedience and, and do what he's called us to do. He wants us to be receptive to him when he speaks to our hearts. And maybe you're here this morning and, uh, and you're just not living for the Lord like you ought. You know, what a great time of year just to come and say, Lord, you know, I think I just want to start over brand new. Listen, you know what God will do? He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. And he'll start us brand new right now today. If you'll just come. Father, help us this morning. God, I pray, <clears throat> help us, God, to get a hold of the goodness of God. Lord, you're, you're good to us. Lord, no matter what comes in this life, God, you're still good. Lord, this body changes, and uh, God, it wears out, but God, you're still good. Lord, we face problems in this old world because it's a sinful world, but God, you're still good. And I'm thankful, God, today that I serve and I worship. An almighty, good God. Lord, can I ask you this morning to speak to our hearts? Can I ask you, God, today to please, Lord, move in our hearts that we will uh, recognize and realize your goodness upon us, Lord, today. God, I pray if there's somebody here that's not saved, that they'll come and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, please help today, God. And Lord, may you have your will and way in every heart and every life today. God, I pray, Lord, that this morning that there's Christians, God, whose lives aren't counting for you like it should. I pray, God, that they'll come. Maybe there's some here with a burden, God. They need to cast it on you. Lord, we can do that because you're a good God. Please help us, Lord, today. Give this invitation, Father, and I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. 
Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and as we stand on our feet.